Episode 602 of the Leadcast Podcast. I'm Nick Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Rockarts. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Sweat. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday indeed. Hello to my friends. Uh, we've got um, a little bit of Leadcast news, some new news and discussion surrounding that, I suppose. Uh, we'll maybe have a little bi-weekly if we can squeeze it in there. Um, we'll maybe talk about LCS finals or maybe not, uh, depending on if Aiden wants to. <laughs> and then close out with Roundtable and Mail Fight. Um, do we have the, did we delete the emails from last week? Yeah. I switched them all out. Well, we were, we skipped them, right? We got to do them. Oh, true. Yeah. Okay. I so would... we're going to, we're going to go back and, and get to the emails we didn't get to last week. Go back and I just saw a large dot emails. email and I'm like, we don't want to read that. <laughs> delete. <laughs> I just got rid of that shit. Um, Aiden, how was your week though? My week was good. Uh, I played a little bit of league. I played Aram Clash with my friends. That's pretty exciting. I wish I had friends. That's sick. I also played A Room Clash with my friends. Nick, did you play A Room Clash with your friends? No, I was at a wedding. Interesting. I don't know. We play. We we've got third in our first night, and then second in our second night. And I think if we had Nick there, we would have beat the racist team. But played against a bunch of yeah, racists we and we lost. Racism. But so. uh, Nick wasn't there, so speaks speaks volumes. Doesn't it? <laughs> Shut up! I was at a wedding. That's weird, man. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we got awful. their account name banned, and then none of them got punishments. They just had to change their oh. team name. So that's that's cool. Another win against racism. <laughs> so huh. thanks, uh, <laughs> But uh, other than that, it's been good. Uh, I've been playing just like a lot of like uh, children's games. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been playing a lot of children's games. Uh, one of them I'm not going to talk about because I uh, didn't beat it, and it got really hard. Actually, <laughs> tell me, tell me about it, Yugi boy. I was playing uh, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Capsule Monsters for the PlayStation 2, um, and uh, I got to the, the the Pegasus level near the end, the final, like, not the final level, but it's, like, one of the final levels is one of the hardest levels in the game, and it's impossible. If oh. I'm not going to grind, <laughs> it, if, if, I'm not, if I'm not just going to grind for, like, a year, fucking, uh-huh, uh-huh. it's impossible. It's, it's fucking, no child could beat this, and it's weird, because, like, I remember playing this game a lot as a kid. And I always, so there's four different like areas, right? So main area, second area, third area, fourth area. And as a child, I always remember the final boss being uh, Kaiba in this like broken down city. That's that just beating him unlocks the final area, which is where oh. the, first, the Pegasus stage is that I can't beat. <laughs> so I think I've gotten as far as I did as when I was a child. <laughs> so uh, I gave up on that game and then I started playing the original Paper Mario and I beat that in a weekend. It was a lot of fun. Dude, Paper Mario is so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you played the new one? No, that one looks bad. It, no, it's good. It's fun. I mean, the combat looks terrible. The combat, the combat is is like like okay. So the regular combat, stinky. The boss fights, very very That's very fair, fun. Yeah. I just don't think the the actual like just doing that as like the regular combat all the time, spinning all the shit around and lining up seems fun compared to yeah like, yeah. Just the boss regular. fights though are, are really fun. They're really clever and um like require yeah. some some thinking. Either way, I think I'm going to play A Thousand Year Door next because I, I don't think I ever beat Thousand Year I didn't beat the original Paper Mario either. I'm just finding out that every game I played as a child, I never beat. <laughs> <laughs> are there are there games that, that you guys remember getting to a certain spot and then 
not being able to like beat. I literally I, thought I beat every game I've ever played. <laughs> so like, I'm a god gamer. <laughs> for me, at least, like, I, and I, I, I wanted to ask Hayden the question. This question when he said that was like, did you have access to a lot of games, Aiden? Because that, yes. <laughs> that to me is it very indicative of that versus like growing up, we did not like getting video games was like a couple times a year thing. Mm-hmm. So like when, when we got one, we played the hell out of it and would like hundred percent everything. Um, my only real memory of like not finishing a game or something close was there was a game for the Sega Genesis um, that there was like a really weird puzzle that like you would have had no intuitive way of knowing this is how you're supposed to get past this part on like stage three of some game. So we played like up to stage three, like hundreds of times. (laughs) And then like finally one year at Thanksgiving, we got like a game guide that told us how to get through that puzzle and then beat like the entire, like next seven (laughs) stages in like an hour and a half. That's so funny. That's so funny actually. But yeah, it was like the stupidest thing where we're just like, okay, we, we just can't get past this part. Like, nothing here makes any sense. Like, why would I have to interact with this this way? <laughs> um, but but outside of that, I mean, there were certainly games that like I didn't finish because I didn't like enjoy them. Um, but I, I don't think there were any games where we ever like stopped playing because we're like, oh, this is too difficult. Because it's like this is the game we have. We got we, we got to keep playing. Yeah. Huh. I have I, I distinctly remember a Tarzan game um, for the Nintendo 64 where I think you get like trapped in a pit or something and I just literally could not my tiny little little gamer brain could not figure out how to how to leave it yeah I also was, think it wasn't were... like a difficulty anything it was just like I literally could not move I also do think a lot of games are like artificially harder back then to like extend the lengths of them yeah like, probably dude fucking every new game is so easy <laughs> yeah <laughs> There's also, like, I feel like how things are difficult. Like, I I experienced this recently. Uh, Rachel's been playing through Spyro. And on one of the races, the the thing that you have to do is it's just, like, like, you have to chase a character to, like, catch up to them. And it's on, like, this looping circuit racetrack. And you're just, like, 1% faster than this thing. (laughs) So you just have to, like perfectly run the track for like 12 laps to catch up to it yeah and it's like the stupidest thing ever where like you could have made this challenge so much better but you're like why don't it be fun a race where you're one percent faster than the thing you're trying to catch up to hope you don't accidentally ever hit a wrong button or miss your turn yeah that's crazy (laughs) but yeah that's all i've been doing recently uh i'm very excited uh to not play league next week because starfield actually not next week the week after because starfield comes out i'm really excited to play that um but after that i'm probably gonna play some more league of legends uh what about you colton uh yeah so uh, like i said rachel's been playing through spyro so i've been playing a little bit of that as well um i got i, I finally started playing inscription which has been a lot of fun um i just finished up act two Ooh. um the other night so uh that the the game threw me for such a fucking loop. Nick, have you played it? Um, I have not. Nick but I knows know. the, what happens. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I told yeah, him to yeah. play it though. It's so fucking good. So yeah, I guess spoiler alert for I will those play who eventually. are still wanting to play it. But like you you play through the first part of it and like it's an entirely like it's it is a complete game 
and like story of itself and then it's just like oh hey just kidding there's like there's another game in here and like it's it's a card based deck builder and it's like oh yeah you you know how you were like still learning these cards that's only one type of four so you you're, you only actually have been exposed to like 15 20 percent of all the cards um and i i think at this point parts three and four don't develop a ton more like new stuff um but we'll we'll see uh but it, yeah it was just like oh shit like i, I would have thought this was a really good game if it had actually stopped there yeah um, but that's been a lot of fun, so uh, looking forward to playing more of that and wrapping it up. I've uh, been listening to a bunch of the Adventure Zone, getting back into that. Ooh. Shout out to, to Nick. I'm almost done with like their first campaign. So that's the only one I've cool. listened to all the way through, I think. Yeah, that's that's what you had said. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. And then have also still been playing a good amount of ranked on my mid lane account. Still sitting in Emerald 2, not doing super great. I feel like I've been playing pretty well for the most part. Um, You know, definitely have certain games where I just, like, lose lane hard. Or one one thing that, like, is definitely, I think, my biggest weakness as a mid lane player is that I go way too hard trying to, like, punish and harass the other mid laner, and then I just get ganked and die. Um, and, and obviously when I'm in game, that's, that's just because it's a jungle gap, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, t- to some degree is true in, in some cases, in every but case. certainly like I could be doing a much better job of tracking and being on the right side or just not extending that much. Uh, it, it is super frustrating when you're like, oh man, I had a 20 CS lead and their mid laner has been at a third HP for four minutes, but now I'm ganked and that entire leads down the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's, I, again, I, I need to be playing that better. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been, uh, playing a little bit of Vex recently, still been doing Aurelian Soul and Vlad as kind of my, my main two, but I hit 50 games on Vlad. So I have to stop playing the character forever as is the <laughs> Colton tradition. Um, you know, get good at something and then stop playing it. Isn't Vlad one of the steepest, like, um, win rates after, like x number of games in the like uh, of any champion like his win rate just scales super hard with number of games i wouldn't think so but i feel like he is and i I feel like you mentioned that last time it got brought up and i i can't i don't i'll I'll never remember but mention that no no, i mean i mean aiden sorry yeah it could be true i i don't think he's terribly difficult at least in terms of like mechanics i think no, the, I think it's more really... like optimization and being able to, um, yeah, like yeah, farm ten up... CS a minute and you know trade effectively, like that sort of thing. Yeah, and that, and that, yeah, that that is really important. We're like doing those stuff and like playing really, really on that knife's edge is mm-hmm. important because otherwise it's like you you don't really have threat unless you're willing to be like tower diving yeah um and you like you were ghosting for really have... empowered q <laughs> yeah like you have to really be like up there in their face to be able to kind of get those leads um but also in a lot of cases especially against some of these players man like I- i've noticed it particularly with katarina players where like if you just go neutral in lane, you're gonna have a 90 CS lead because they're dumb and they don't understand how to farm. They just know how to fight and they coin flip it and it works sometimes. 
Um, it, it's wild. Like, th- th- there was one game, I think I was up, like, 150 CS on the Katarina from, Dang. like, a neutral lane. Because they just don't, like, th- th- that's their play style, right? It's just, like, ignore the wave, try and mm. look for a fight. Roam bot lane, drop a wave under tower. Um, and not to say that that's all Katarina players, but, like... Uh, the ones at this level that aren't good enough to be able to farm and do those things it, it it's funny yeah 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 um but yeah so hopefully um i can keep climbing again i've been pretty hard stuck in emerald 2 at this point but uh we'll we'll see how things go i'm i'm planning on trying to do a mid lane account stream at some point this week I've had a couple people DM me about it, so uh, trying to get that going. I don't know which night yet, but uh, I'll I'll wrap my week up there because I've been going for a few minutes. Nick, what you been up to? Um, I mean, I went to a wedding this weekend, so I was unable to play ARAM Clash, although it sounds like it was a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time there. Uh, it was a quick turnaround. We left Friday evening and came back Sunday. Um, so it was... Uh, it was definitely, definitely a lot of traveling in a short amount of time, but it was mm-hmm. a good time. Yeah, and you and you were in DFW twice and didn't even come to say hi. So I was in DFW twice. That's I kind of interesting. I thought you, you were, lived in. You were like twenty. You were like twenty minutes yeah, away from me. I couldn't get to you. You couldn't get to me. Are <laughs> you gonna buy a plane ticket to to come say hello? No, I'll just be if on we the other side Lee of the Cast- security gate. If we discuss Lee Cast, it can it can uh, be a, a write off. I think. I'm pretty sure that's how taxes work yeah definitely <laughs> um but uh i mean that was a, a good time i uh, played a lot of uh tears of the kingdom while i was uh on the on the flight um i think that game's pretty pretty poggers um still progressing in that um i think that's about it i played custom games a little little roulette wheel thing with uh with aiden last night oh and colton was there for our game um it was a good time um i think that's it so let's get into let's get into the show uh aiden do we have any lead cast news we do not <laughs> no we don't okay uh let's jump into the new news then we have plenty to discuss so i i um I, do we want to start off with the the gotcha the gotcha news sure i'm fine at that uh, so there's a, a gin chroma that is going to be um on average uh about two hundred dollars to acquire um it's going to come from those little milestone capsules that you have to purchase things for there it's not earnable um but uh yeah and with a one percent chance each guaranteed for the chroma to to come uh on the 30th right on the the after you've opened 29 your next one will be guaranteed to contain it Mm -hmm. um the cost of that is about 200 dollars um but it's a random chance you can't buy it elsewhere uh you can craft into it later uh i think next year um but let's uh i guess let's let's talk about it how do you guys feel about it because a lot of people are feeling a lot of different ways and uh and it'll be interesting to hear some some perspective on that i've gone a bunch of different ways on it recently um and i don't know how i currently feel i guess originally I was, I mean, so this, my, no matter what, I still feel that it's bad for the game and predatory, right? At the at the very least, it's predatory. It's like a fucking gotcha system in League of Legends. 
uh, which just naturally fucking preys upon people who fucking can't control themselves, uh, which is bad. We don't want people to spend money they don't have for things they don't need, which like that's what a skin is, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, there there will there will be gin mains who um, spend a lot of money getting this, trying to get the skin. Uh, just because they want to have every gin skin, and that's not good. And you could say, well, if they walk and want to waste their money, then let them waste their money. And uh, I agree, but I also think that like you can also think a system's bad. Like <laughs> it's just so. Yeah. I, I never understood that disregard for like people like like that. I, I, like it, it's I, it's such an oversimplification of like a more complex issue, and I think like backing up several layers. It's, it's a line of thinking that comes up a lot with, like, support systems for disadvantaged people. Yeah. Where it's like, why don't they just work harder or just, like, whatever? And provides, like, okay, sure, maybe they're not making, like, perfect choices. That doesn't mean that, like, the system which is in enabling them to literally starve to death is a good system. Yeah, right? exactly. Like, and so I, I think that line of reasoning just doesn't work. Yes, people who who do spend all the money to get the skin are wasting their money, and like that's a little bit on them. But as a community who recognizes that that system is bad and is predatory, like we should be voicing our opinion to say, "Hey, this is really shitty, Riot. Don't do that." Yeah, and the hope obviously being that they don't continue doing it in the future, right? Um, that being said, I think it's done in, like, probably the least disastrous way. It's not, like, a super exclusive thing. Like, could you imagine if it's, like, a very unique, really cool Lux skin, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that would cause even more people probably to spend money that they don't have or shouldn't be spending on something that maybe isn't that value, right? Um, that being said, it's being done in a relatively tasteful way and i'm not pro riot on this at all by the way i'm just yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. like it is a recolor of a legendary skin that people could buy for 20 bucks or whatever right it's yeah. literally the exact same skin but red um it's just a unique thing right so it does give the like it does give the the uniqueness that they want um it's not really denying like anything from people for not having it uh, I still think people will spend money that they shouldn't probably be spending on it, which is bad. Um, but it's done in an all right way. I guess like the, what my final consensus is, is that like if stuff like this does actually fund good things for the game, then it's probably fine. Um, I would prefer if it just wasn't in the game at all, though. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a very good like summation of, I think, how we're all going to feel. Um, it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. And if this is the way that it's implemented, like, I think we'll all be okay with it eventually. But it is, like, kind of shitty that it exists, period. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am... I, I am very much against it because, like, if I was, like, a, a hardcore main of, like, a, that character, I would probably want to be able to get that skin and, like having to make that like decision oh do i want to spend two hundred dollars on it and it, like sure it's just a chroma I, I agree that's like the best way they could do it but i think that they just still shouldn't do it and would much rather have them like like if they want to release a, a 75 dollars skin i'd rather have them do that 
than have it be like, it's going to cost you anywhere from $10 to $200, but 200 on average. Yeah. I like mean, the, that, the percentage, like, uh, for example, after your 29th roll, Colt, you're, you're, uh, the likelihood of you having gotten it in the last 29 rolls is like 25% or something like that. <laughs> like, because it is like a 1% yeah, roll, like, per So thing. I think, um, uh, the, the odds of it, like, if you were to, um, do something that like one so it's a one percent chance one in a hundred if you were to do that a hundred times you have like a like a 63 ish percent chance to have it happen like the the it doesn't add up exactly like one to one you know if that makes sense like the odds of it happening are, are still like astronomically low yeah whatever the number is it's still not a good system i do think it's done in a relatively tasteful way but hopefully Mm. there's enough of a backlash that riot doesn't continue it because it is not yucky. good to have it's also like i saw i saw like um uh i don't know whose video it was actually um some video on youtube though where it's like there's also a difference of like there being a, i don't think gotcha systems are good in like any game that mm. being said if you go and play what's that fucking gotcha game nick that used to play the fire emblem one um oh no i grand order grand order um, figure still order. play it or yeah. mm-hmm. you any, know what any, you're any getting gotcha into game, yeah right yeah when you, like literally start to play a gotcha game versus there definitely are people who have played this game for 10 years and didn't sign up to be playing like having cosmetics locked behind a gotcha system and like introducing systems like that into a game late into its life i think is also different than you choosing to start playing a game that has gotcha cosmetics from the start right I yeah for, as, a, as a baseline yeah yeah it's it's I, I don't know it's it's definitely not the best um i think i will be okay with it if it's like just a chroma like based thing as long as like you said it like as long as the the funds are being used for something like positive for a league as a whole i think i'm okay with that there's um, also a difference of all of us a i think are responsible enough that we probably wouldn't yeah. ever buy something like well we won't buy it for Jin. and if they released one for our characters let's just say like they released a tom kench chroma or like a zillion chroma or whatever right um if we did end up buying it or they release something even super unique like they release a new tom kench skin for example behind this paywall which they'd never do because the character's not popular but whatever <laughs> right um we are all also lucky enough to be in good financial spots with stable jobs that like if we did succumb to pressure, it wouldn't make or break us. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't ruin our lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I, dude, there's definitely, it's just, out of all the hun- like hundreds of millions of people who play this game, dude, there's definitely someone who's going to buy a $200 Chroma that probably shouldn't, right? Who's going to oh, like, yeah, buy a $200 sure. Chroma and then not be able to afford gas. Yeah, like, it's just it's shitty. And it's like, once again, yeah, I understand they're like, they should just not buy it, but like, it's not that simple. And that's, I don't know, it's, su- it's super simplifying, like, stuff like that <laughs> mm-hmm. yep good uh good summation cool um what about this uh invitational yeah so this is interesting so remember like a year or so ago when mr beast did the like inv like the the thing with double lift and not yeah. double lift uh was it double lift yeah it was double lift and it was uh tyler one um but then we came out that a bunch of pro players got invited but they couldn't do it because they were part of lcs Mm -hmm. um so it seems like lcs has changed their mind a little bit because they're partnering with disguise toast the streamer who also has an nacl team who won nacl by the way um yeah uh, that's that's super sick it is really cool actually um to do an invitational so it's an invitational being streamed on disguise toast team on september 16th 
Um, it's going to feature three streamers on each of the four teams, one LCS player and one NACL player to make up the rosters. They're drafting the rosters, I think, on like the third or something like that. But the actual games are on the 16th, 17th, and it's an official LCS partnership. They're officially like, this is why a, a LCS players are allowed to play in it. If it's not officially like licensed or like partnered by the LCS, none of these LCS players could play in it, but uh, wow. they got partnerships. So it's super cool that LCS is actually doing stuff like this. I think this is the way that you hopefully get like yeah. start boosting viewership, <laughs> hopefully start turning stuff around. Uh, I think the creator economy uh, is really, really important for current esports. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Cool. But that's, it's very uh, cool. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Awesome. Should we move into bi-weekly? You have a little a little something? Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, so it's not the most fun topic, but I do think we're, we probably need to address it. Mm -hmm. Like, we've probably, we've addressed it a little bit the past couple of weeks, but probably, like, directly. League mentality is at an all-time low, right? Like, I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Um, like, not only is it the, the regular bitching that you see, but I would say almost, like, Every time I hear someone talk about League, it's usually in a negative manner, <laughs> like like the vast majority of times at least. And not uh, just like the regular negative, because I, I feel like it's always been like yeah, people a source like of negativity for us. Yeah, yeah. It's it's an easy game to complain about, not an easy game to like have you know super positive feelings towards, at least in terms of like ranked. Yeah, like once again, I think I think Reddit's probably the worst place for this, just because I think it like obviously if the general sentiment is league is shit league is dying league is bad league is full of smurfs mm -hmm. league is whatever then promoting those ideas will obviously be seen as a positive thing and will be like will filter their way to the top because other people feel the same um so obviously it's a bit of a hive mind in that regard that being said like on reddit on uh twitter on our own discord on any stream i watch league related yep Dude, fucking, it seems like everyone hates the game, and it's so weird to me. I just feel like people are probably just tired of it, and they're, like, blaming issues that aren't actual issues. Um, it's just it's just so weird to me, because, like, when I don't enjoy something, I just don't play it. You just stop. Mm -hmm. Like, or I play it less, right? Or I adjust my life to, like, go around it. And obviously, these are all different people complaining, and we're, we're seeing it all as a hive mind, right? So it's not like Timmy isn't posting every single day how much he hates league and he's going to quit the game it's mm -hmm. timmy then it's jimmy then it's tommy right um but i i feel like it's just super negative <laughs> i mean i guess i guess like when we know the names like for example on our discord i definitely recognize the same uh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> same homies every single day posting about how uh they got into in the rank game uh and then posting a clip of <laughs> something that doesn't really matter happening or like the classic is someone will like say they got into it and I'll just watch the replay because I know their account name and mm -hmm. it's just like the most made up shit ever. Um, but it's just sad because I like the game still. I don't play it as much as I used to because I'm currently don't get enough out of the like value proposition of just sitting there and playing a bunch of ranked games. Uh, that being said, if my friends ever want to play league, I'm happy to play league. I do community games all the time. I do other people's community games all the time. If people invite me to flex queue or normal games, I play them all the time. Um, I just have realized that the value proposition for solo queue isn't worth my time, so I just don't play it. <laughs> and yeah. I just I just don't complain about it either. <laughs> it's just so weird. I think your like situation specifically is like special because you are at a point where instead of, you know, having to to climb a hundred LP to see some like tangible progression, you have to climb, you know, five hundred LP at the start of the season, not like towards the end of it. Yeah, the rank process is stagnated, but I still think like you could you could make that same argument for like someone who 
is silver and they don't give a fuck if they're silver four or silver one they want to be gold right and that could be 500 lp or whatever right yeah so I, I, like, I just mean like that is still you know tangible progress right yeah silver sure. one is different than silver two like etc i i agree i i just don't want to like obviously like fully hide behind something like that i do think that is pro- probably part of the reason why i don't feel as motivated to play ranked um mm-hmm. but that being said i i just think that like it's just very important to figure out the things that make you happy and do those things right <laughs> um and i don't know like i've just been like watching a ton of like sentiment online whether it be in our discord fucking i i've watched that saber quitting video like three different times because i watched like league podcasts and stuff yeah, and people talk yeah, about yeah. it um and i'm glad at least people are like agreeing with my general sentiment of like some people are being big babies about it seems like there's enough pushback at least it's becomes just such a like it, yeah because i so i've been i feel like i've brought this up more than um the like anyone else on the show at least uh it, it's just like it's so like disheartening to to you know be in the discord and see like oh i i'm being trolled every single game and into every single game and there's nothing i can do because it's just trolls and griefers and win traders and like i, I don't know at some point like I, I acknowledge that it does happen. Maybe it even happens more than any other online like multiplayer game that's ever existed or will ever exist. Like we could to even the end of time. I'll, I'll even concede that argument, right? Yeah. But even then, like maybe it's my own, you know, very privileged anecdotal experience. But like, I I, I don't know how many games have you guys been inted, griefed, win traded, like in the past, you know, fifteen years that we've been playing the game, like. A handful, yeah, like less than twenty. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like not enough to to like maybe it makes a sizable impact over the course of like one season, right? Y- but over the yeah. course of like the 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 many number of of years that we've been playing ranked, like zero impact whatsoever. I mean, just the post today, like obviously it's the right post, so whatever, take their fucking complaining with like whatever level of salt that you want uh, uh but the one guy is like man it's crazy because if you get trolled five games in a row it can take hundreds of games to neutralize that <laughs> it's like dude first of all you're not getting trolled five games in a row if you're yeah. getting trolled five games in a row either uh you're the you're part of the problem you're you're lying or you're doing something <laughs> well yeah it's, it's i think the the 99 of that what what people are saying is just x is trolling when it's not yeah. right losing lane isn't inting losing lane isn't trolling being gapped isn't inting being gapped isn't trolling like that happens every game for the most part there's going to be one person playing the position better and that just happens there's a difference between like a zero two top laner who's down two levels and 30 cs versus you know 11 deaths at 12 minutes and then just starts, you know, running into Nexus. Yeah. It's, it's also, even even that, okay, maybe not the running into Nexus part, that was a little far, but, like, even, like, the, the they're feeding out of their mind. We've seen bottom lanes that are, like, 0-20 or whatever, and they're trolling. No, they're not. They're fucking trying, and they're not every single time someone's losing. And they're they're just getting wrecked. Like, like, think of, like, the yeah. boss. I, f- I fucking hate the boss's playstyle. Don't get me wrong. I, th- I think he's, I yeah, think he's bad for the bad game. for the game. Mm-hmm. He's not trolling, though. He's not trolling. He's, he's like, doing something yeah. that, like, is within the confines of the game. It's, like... Fuck mm-hmm. and like, like even 
very like personal example of like there there were times when we were playing flex together as a full five where like bot lane was like zero eleven at 15 minutes mm-hmm. because we were getting focused down and like perpetually dove and it's like we're trying to not yeah exactly die, mm-hmm. but we're just getting dove from full hp because they're committing the resources and it's working like people so very often like attribute that stuff to like trolling inting like and it's just hey sometimes people have bad games it, it happens and to jump back to like nick's original point i think in terms of its impact on your ability to climb it's basically zero what it does have a significant impact on i think is your perception of and your enjoyment of the game Mm -hmm. which certainly yeah that 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 matters a lot but i I, it's you know that's not what people complain about they're not saying you know it's it's hard to enjoy the game when i play games that it it feels like i don't have any impact over there's like i just get trolled every game which is why i can't get out of x rank because even if i go nine and oh my bot lane ints every single time it's like no that's not that's not what's happening i just want to touch on this because i meant to bring this up months ago um and i think it's related to this um so the idea of like your current perception right i would say the average player like colton obviously you play like 100 games in a week sometimes but like i would say the average person who who plays league of legends actively trying to like grind they play like what maybe 15 games in a in a week like something like that like Mm -hmm. like um and in 15 games, a lot can happen. And if you lose a lot of those 15 games, not a big sample size if you're going to play 15 games a week for an entire season, by the way. Um, if yeah. you lose 10 of those games and you win five of them, it seems like people's perception of the game is so tied to the like most recent like oh, stuff that has happened that like winning should not be or winning in your League of Legends experience should not be that so tied, like, to winning and losing. Like, the thing I want to bring up about uh, Freak is, like, he had this point a couple months ago where, uh, in one of his patch previews, I'm sorry to bring up Freak because I know he's public enemy number one right now. For real. um, (laughs) But, like, he he did this thing where it's, like, people constantly will complain, like, about, like, X is overpowered, X is whatever. And his whole thing, he has a data, uh, data-based approach to everything, which, in my opinion, isn't always the best way of doing it. That being said, Mm -hmm. his, his idea, he said that, like, data is so important and stuff like this because if you play 10 games in a week and you see a hecarim in three of them and he wins all three of those fucking games your perception is hecarim is the best fucking character in the game when in reality if you play another 10 games hecarim could lose three of those right and your perception mm-hmm. would be completely fucking different and it's like dude the people's perception of the game is just so tied to like what has recently happened <laughs> oh i mean th- that's a fantastic example but the other side of that like imagine we um you know we we use the example that someone is is you know getting trolled in you know five of their 15 games that they're going to play for that week what if it's on the other team right are they complaining (laughs) about people like griefing and ruining the game then like Like, no right that complaint never gets brought up it's never an issue then no one like smurfing isn't an issue when it's on your team like and, and gets you the win well, they don't notice so they don't, you don't notice that right like you fi- try to find reasons for your own like losses right mm-hmm. like obviously you'll notice that someone's literally running it down into your lane like i had that happen i think one time in my like 250 games that i played last season of uh the straven lost lane that he came top and just fed me a bunch of kills um maybe it happened more but i didn't fucking notice right but mm-hmm. like the reality is it's it's so much harder to notice outside of like direct hard trolling if someone's 
not playing well and people might be considering that trolling whereas if they were on your team and they're maybe doing a wrong build or something you would be like oh this person lost me this game uh the f- perfect example yeah. is like <laughs> so this is a, a fucking who's the happy chime noises made a video of this chogath player a couple of weeks ago yeah um mm-hmm. <laughs> his name's like cho chode gath or something like that it's some like dumb like pun on that um but anyways the guy has decided he's a good player he's like a master plus player he's decided that he only plays chogath goes the blue skin uh goes cleanse ghost and only buys blue items mm-hmm. right um like they're they're like kind of off meta like he goes muramana which is like a little like weird he goes like uh frozen fist sometimes he goes uh everfrost sometimes mm-hmm. but anything is blue he, he only builds blue items and fuck the public perception of that in a like just like an outside perspective is so positive everyone's like oh my god this guy's fucking crazy he's so wacky when dude if anyone anyone i fucking know had a chogath in their game going <laughs> yeah. man immune co- ghost yeah. cleanse uh mid they would they would be like this guy literally lost me this game <laughs> yeah god forbid it's like your your you know 99 lp game to get to yeah. whatever and, peak rank that you've never been my, before. my my thing isn't isn't we should shit on this guy for his bill it's the fact that it's a fucking video game, man. Everyone's going to take it to different levels. People aren't trolling you. People might give up more often, and that could be a sad thing that makes you not happy about the game. And that's fine. But holy fuck, it, it doesn't revolve around you, man. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, I, there's... I just want to, like, jump on that specifically. Like, it... So often that that, like... People are just not that good at the game consistently every mm-hmm. time. And, like, things like that exemplify it where it's, like, one, you can climb without, like, having the right items and, and runes. But, like, I, I think it was funny that you were bringing up Cho because I was already thinking about the Cho Gath who in one of my games was <laughs> against Gwen and went steel caps into Bramble Vest and then bought Heart Steel at, like, 20 minutes, right? Where it's, like, I was pissed at that Cho Gath because he, he built very suboptimally, mm-hmm. but, like, he was not trying to lose the game. He was oh. just a little dumb. Yeah, he just did, he okay. built wrong for a game and yeah, like that yeah, happens and like that happens and it, yeah it's like does that affect my climb no does it make me angry in that game sure mm-hmm. yeah, it's just i don't know it's just like perception i think perception is like everyone should take a step back before they like get mad at something whether it's someone trolling them someone inting them someone losing the game someone playing bad just think like or like take a step back look at their profile do they are they purposely inting games no they probably had a bad game right like it's just or think or think about yourself in that perspective have you had like you'll see someone like a great example is a friend of the show who we like watch a bunch of their games he'll like see someone on his team miss all their shit right and he'll this fucking idiot they fucking missed all their shit holy fuck man the fucking boosted animal and it's like i then watch next game them miss a flash alt, (laughs) right and it's like and he goes, ah, fuck, I, I messed up. And just like, no, if you were, if you were the yep, yep, yep. someone else on your team, you'd go, holy fuck, this guy's a moron. <laughs> and or, like, or, or be like, look at the, look at the fucking movement on that guy. He must be smurfing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, or you missed. It's it just, just it's sucks just, because, and, and like, I do it too. We, like, I think yeah, all of us are everyone guilty does of that it to some sometimes. degree. Yeah, the for sure. whole point is just like trying to like at least realize that it doesn't revolve around you. No one's out there to get you. Uh, and if someone is out there to get you. Maybe you're doing something wrong. Not to like victim blame, yeah. but like <laughs> we have someone Maybe in our Discord who was talking about like how uh, they get injured all the time because they play Santa, um, and it's like <laughs> hey, you play <laughs> Santa, you deserve it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's like it's like okay, either you're doing something wrong that is triggering so many people to int that not as many people as you are saying int are actually inting you, 
or it's a mixture of both. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a little column A, little column B. Or you're just um, the most unlucky person in the world, and eventually that luck will, like, turn around. Yeah, dude, you fucking... Know? Dude, my, my Tom Kench accounts last season when I played against uh, Moose Hater, and he fucking was looking at all my accounts going, wait, this guy is, like, getting boosted or something. He's the luckiest player I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe, maybe I am lucky with teams, but, like... How, at what point is it not luck, right? Because I, 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 yeah, I go in his chat. <laughs> he's like, playing. so lucky over four accounts on three servers yeah. for 8,000 He's games, going through yeah. my Smurf account, right? He's just like scrolling through it. And, he, and every single game, he's like, no, he fucking lost lane here. He lost lane here. He lost lane here. Dude, this guy gets good teams every single game. And it's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's over 150 games or something like that, right? Uh, so whatever. And then I, then I link up my other account. He's like, wait, it happens on this account too. Dude, what the fuck? And it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's like 300 game sample size of me being lucky. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe, maybe I am just lucky, but. <laughs> or, or maybe winning lane and having high stats is not the only factor in, in the game of League of Legends. In a team-based fighter? No. Yeah. Surely it's... that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> Anyways, it's, I, I, it's I feel like bitching is like not a fun thing, but like, I, it's just more like, I want other people to enjoy the game. I love, I love League of Legends. I think it's mm -hmm. a great game. I think the meta is really fun right now. I think all the roles are pretty balanced. Uh, I don't even think it's, uh, Jungle's as broken as Freak does. Um, we but... only think it's 19% stronger. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, the, the reality is, it's okay to vent frustrations, but like, if you're actually disliking the game to the degree where you have no impact, you fucking go into game, you get into it all the time, then maybe it's time to take a break or maybe find a different hobby. That's all, right? It, yeah. It, it, one, it just sucks thing. so much that like, okay, yeah, like you're you're not having fun playing the game, but then to extrapolate it and say like, this is the worst league has ever been. League has like, 10 years ago, league was way better. It just, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't. One one exercise that I've mentioned a bunch of times on the show, and we'll mention it again, for people who are, like, really convinced that these people are inting them constantly and, like, that it's ruining their climb, is, is like, if it's in terms of, like, your enjoyment of the game and you think it's unplayable, write, write it down on a note when it happens, put it in an envelope, and then, like, a month from now... Try and guess what what it was that you put down in the envelope, right? Like, yeah. tell me tell me what happened. Was it was it a Draven that went zero twelve? Was it an Amumu who queued and like killed himself and lost you the game? Like, you will not know. You will not remember what happened that you were so angry about in that moment. Yeah, because it just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Or or like really like okay yeah go ahead look go watch watch fifty of your games in a row and like count how many times somebody actually hard trolled and give a good faith analysis of like were they trying to to play the lane and just made a mistake you're, you're gonna you're not gonna get the results that you're complaining about you're gonna say oh man I, I i see why the top laner was down four levels they got ganked at level one in a pretty even lane state and the wave got fucked and they were down two levels and then they just got punished on repeat like it happens mm -hmm, for sure it's just it's just more the fact that like you need to also be aware of that for like yourself, right? I feel like people give themselves a lot of leeway because they know their own thoughts, right? Like they know that like uh, they were thinking this when they should have been thinking that, right? It all makes sense. And like, that's a mistake they won't make next game. You don't know that for like your teammates. And that's like mm -hmm. the issue, right? <laughs> and, and people also, I think another huge thing, and like I'm hugely uh, of someone who does this, like common offender is that they'll take a 50-50 play lose it and like entirely 
attribute everything to that and, and call it like a non-issue yeah. where it's like oh like okay I, I was one auto attack from winning that 1v1 and so instead of saying like I made a mistake and lost lane it's it, I would have won that 1v1 if not for I don't know I just made a mistake. Yeah, yeah I won that lane brush off yeah <laughs> yeah you just brush it off and it's like and then it like snowballs and they like do another one it's like man i would have been up 2-0 if i if that one auto attack didn't get canceled from vision this isn't my fault i didn't make this mistake like league's it's just a hard game man like league's a really yeah. hard game with like a hundreds of thousands of decisions throughout the entire game like little micro decisions and you mess them up all the time uh like you as in like the plural you um so give your teammates some like room to like have errors as well it's it's fine <laughs> also no, it's not if like they make LP, a mistake like, they're trolling me it's not like the lp actually like matters at the end of the day either right like you're eventually going to grow up and stop playing league of legends <laughs> like, no my uh, self-worth will always be tied to my current rank yeah i don't know it's just like i i i love the game like maybe this is coming i think this is coming from a place of good and i i just want others to continue to enjoy it as much and it's just really sad that like people attribute so many negative things to it when i really don't think the game has changed that much nope 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 cool um good discussion let's get into do we even want to talk about the lcs finals <laughs> um we can briefly like maybe just a quick little thing um i watched every single game of lcs this entire season i think so <laughs> well you did what i couldn't <laughs> it is so funny that you like uh put a messenger to discord like at the beginning or is it maybe the last split you're like it was uh, it was the last bit and i watched i watched Almost every single um, CL, I watched every single CLG game, and I think like halfway through the split, I just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny, um, but anyways, I watched every single game. I think the split, I might have missed like maybe one or two, like the, the like the last game of the night where I'm like, "Fuck, I'm turning this shit off" because it's a, a snore fest. Yeah, um, but it was good. Uh, so the biggest news is that NRG beat Cloud Nine in Whoa. a three-one, which is pretty crazy. So uh, we're sending a bunch of NA team, NA players to Worlds because we're sending Energy, we're sending Cloud9, we're sending Team Liquid, and we're sending probably Golden Guardians if they can beat the EU fourth team. I mm-hmm. consider that going to Worlds, by the way. I think it's like it's weird to say that the the best of five that happens one day before Worlds isn't Worlds. Right? Yeah, but it feels like both these teams are going to Worlds, but they have to like play to like enter the tournament at the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, anyway. yeah, and and like. It- as much as whoever wins that game probably is not going to get out of groups, yeah. so is every other team from NA. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, right, like if you're saying like the, the 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 that one team didn't get to Worlds versus the teams that are going to play in groups and go zero eight and not even be competitive, like sure. I don't know. Sure. It kind of sounds like you guys are coping uh, really really hard when Golden Guardian loses. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. I, I do just want to, like, say that, like, I think it's very exciting that, like, NRG won. I, like, I mean, fucking, I no one bet on NRG to win this one. Yeah, 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 for um, sure. And I do think it's really nice that a lot of people are excited about it. Like, people love seeing new teams win, uh, especially when, like, it does seem like there is a little bit of, like, we like NA teams, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Um, that being said, I also don't think it's crazy for people to, like, not have a lot of faith in NA. Um because I, I do think this is probably the one of the lowest quality splits I've ever watched. Um, for, as someone who watched, I think, almost every single game. Um, I know a lot of people are, like, really excited. Like, oh, NA's going to clap you in the fourth place match. I think Golden Guardians, by the way, is our might be our best team we're sending to Worlds. <laughs> it's either them or Team Liquid, in my opinion. Um, so maybe Golden I mean, Guardians it's NRG, will, obviously. Maybe Golden Guardians will do really well against the EU team, but like I also don't think it's like people are like underrating EU. Like I think EU looks a little bit sloppy as well. I haven't watched as many EU games, um, but 
fuck, man. My biggest issue with NA right now is I think like there's no team that is like better than like two play- good players on it. Like like River and Gorion, Golden Guardians. Team Liquid has like a bunch of like hit or miss players. I think they have more than two, but like I think like Summit, uh, APA, uh, Pioshik, honestly still core as well are all like super just hit or miss players so i wouldn't give them any of them full points um yeah it's fucking... like if you're if you're really good half the time you're you're not a one you're a point five mm-hmm. yeah um and, and then like obviously you have uh, uh cloud nine who i think like uh, dude <laughs> it's really just berserker and then most of the time blabber <laughs> the rest of their team's like pretty rough and then energy like i'm a bit of an energy hater don't get me wrong you um, are you hate you hate them but like i i wouldn't put any of their player if i was doing this uh, brain exercise where it's like if i had to construct two teams to send a world out of the four teams that like made worlds what would i do what would i do and my roster was really like uh all of golden guardians was my team too by the way which i thought was really funny mm-hmm. um and then my team one was like half of cloud nine and half of team liquid yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah and it's like energy it's really cool i love teams that are more than the sum of their parts but energy is that team to like the craziest extent <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah like, i uh, feel like that's always kind of been like clg and now the the clg slot nrg like always kind of weaker uh-huh. players but playing better or, or having like a better read on the meta um i even yeah. think clg last last split was that where um contracts was just playing these like really gank heavy you know tanky engaged champs when a lot of other players were playing some some carry stuff yeah and i think it it really really demonstrates a point that like we were talking about a minute ago of there's other stuff in the game besides Mm. just like winning lane or like mechanical prowess and like you know there there's so many small factors it's like maybe those players are consistently down cs but maybe they're better team fighters or just Maybe they position better. Maybe they communicate better. And he gets five CS a minute if he's lucky. And he wins most of his games. Like, Yeah, yeah. I get like nine (laughs) CS a minute and lose most of my games. Exactly. (laughs) Either way, I'm I'm excited. And it was was fun to watch the split. Uh, Viewership definitely is a little bit low. Didn't it Uh, drop 40% from final to final? Yeah, it's it's rough. I really do think they fucked themselves with the walkout thing. Um, But... Either way, hopefully, I the them partnering with Toast for the invitational thing gives me high hopes that they will continue to do creator-led content as a way to inflate viewers, uh, which I think is very important in the upcoming like years. <laughs> yeah. So, cool. It is still funny to me that like Mr. Beast wants to be involved and nothing's happened yet beyond yeah. like the the one invitational, right? Yeah, no. I mean, the reality is, uh, we'll see what happens this off like season. It sounds like we are having. Obviously, TSM said they're going to leave. Whether or not they do, who knows? They haven't officially sold, according to like rumors right now. Um, we do know at least one other team has already sold or is in like final final steps of selling. Which, to the leak, sounds like it's either Immortals, which makes a lot of sense, or EG, which is crazy. Um, so I, I think we're seeing like at least two teams leave this split, um, and I'm curious what's going to happen because. The most likely thing that happens is two new teams buy their slot, uh, slots. Yeah. My dream, dude, is that two teams are trying to sell. LCS buys the slots back, Ooh. right? Consolidates the league to ten, so to eight teams, Ooh. and then merges with uh, CB Lol to make a sixteen-team league like fucking LPL, but it's like uh, CB Lol plus LCS. That's pretty sick. That would be so cool. Dude. Didn't so the um actually some LCS news the person i think previously in charge of cb lol is now in charge of all 
um uh North American League plus yeah. CP Law like Oh, oh! I think in in charge of all the Amer like Americas, like yeah, because the they used Americas. to have like I mean they fucking switched hats like seven hundred times like recently because apparently it's a miserable job to try to run the LCS when yeah. it's on a downturn every split. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, like that's a good first step. Is the guy who runs CB Law so is now running all of the Americas League of Legends esports. Um, Monty had a rumor that they were in talks again of consolidating the leagues, uh, which I think is in talks is a very far away from it being actually happening thing um but fuck dude that'd be so sick uh, it also means that this is the other benefit that no one talks about if they consolidate the leagues they don't have they'll move the they'll move the the fucking um arena right yeah, they'll move yeah, it yeah. To probably like central u.s whether it be chicago or like texas they'll probably move it to like somewhere there mm-hmm. um dude it's gonna be so good it's gonna be so i feel like chicago good. is just the the like the natural i don't know Maybe, I mean that's where the actual Texas server is. So yeah, exactly. Like, but like the other uh, other option is obviously Texas because it's way more central mm-hmm. to like Southern America. Um, it still is a way way cheaper place to uh, house yeah, the sports industry. A lot cheaper to build yeah. there. Yeah, but Chicago's still gonna be cheaper than uh, California. You know, in like oh, yeah. Bay Area, yeah. but like mm-hmm. obviously, yeah, Texas would be like a way cheaper place. Um, which mm-hmm. obviously cutting costs in a uh, downturn is a very good thing for a business. Are you sure about that? I'm not. I'm not an expert or anything. But uh, either way, I, I I hope big things for LCS. I hope they don't disappoint. Uh, we might not hear anything in this next coming coming year. But if we don't hear anything the year after that, I think we might be done though for the LCS. Ooh, not good. I think they have to make moves this year. My hope is that this year they do a bunch of creator stuff, like creator led initiatives, mm-hmm. and then next year they partner probably the CBL. That would be my timeline if I want the league to do well. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. Let's hope so. Cool. cool. Uh, Roundtable? Yeah. So last week's question was, uh, what was your summoner name and would you change it sort of thing? Uh, I'm trying to find where my document is. I think I closed the document. Uh, I, I will pull it back up. Um, but we got, this is probably like the most Roundtable response that we've gotten in forever because it turns out everyone has a story of why they got an account. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'd recommend going checking out our Discord because we have about a hundred probably in there from our Twitter though. Nas, this one's my favorite one, by the way. Nas Ajo said, uh, uh, I asked my brother what to name myself. I, uh, he thought I meant password and he said, how about your birth city backwards? I then misspelled that. Uh, but since it's 100% unique, I love it. And I've adapted it everywhere since, uh, city is San Jose, but, uh, the one in Costa Rica. And I like the idea of it being San Jose backwards, but also just misspelled. <laughs> That's so That's funny. So funny. I love that. Um, and then Hannah said, mine came from when I played Roblox at 11, best internet friend and I were everlasting and never lasting. Uh, so, it, uh, just stuck as, uh, my, uh, as all of my usernames. Uh, I don't think I'll ever stray away from Neverlasting, and it's a good account. Name. That's awesome. <laughs> uh pards bay said my summoner name is pards bay i live in the i I lived in the philippines for a few years and i learned to speak tag tag along uh pards pards is the slang term for pair pare pare probably that makes way more sense uh which is like bro and bay is uh how i thought you spelt uh bay b-a-i uh which is visaya visaya for bro so my name is bro 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 Bro, bro. Uh, bro, bro. Baby Cake said, my summoner name used to be Baby Cakes, but uh, this was uh, just a play on my friend's uh, p- 
a play. Eh, this is just a play on getting my friends to refer to me as baby when speaking to me for fun. <laughs> then I had my then my uh, had my son uh, and renamed myself to Daddy Cakes in league to further the bit. But everyone still calls me baby. I guess baby is more okay with them, but Daddy is not. Yeah, dude. If one of you guys changed your account name to Daddy and said, "Please call oh, me yucky. Daddy," I just wouldn't. I just yucky. No, no one's gonna do that. <laughs> what if I changed my name to Daddy Man ninety <laughs> four? <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, uh, Aruza said, "My summoner name is Battle Tendency." Ninety percent of yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, people who play, uh, who also play League, are also weeb. Ninety <laughs> percent who uh, people who use Discord are also fellow weeb. Uh, that makes less than one percent chance that you don't know what my username is and why I will not change it for a long time. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Uh, so this week's roundup question is: What are your thoughts on re-releasing legacy skins in League? Um, I think I'm okay with it if they do it the way that they have in the past. Um, I think they've done it for what riven skins there was that one cassadin skin they did it for um the christmas one where as long as it's like slightly different than um than the original one i think that's okay Mm -hmm. so i think uh, i think that's where i'm at it's gotta be it's gotta be a little different um but if they want to like release something and call it the same thing i think that's okay cool what about you Colton? um yeah I would rather see it come out as like a, like, yeah, something different, even if it's like very, very similar. So it's like if you had legacy skin classic and like legacy skin 2023 and and then they separated it that way, because I think it is still super cool for people to have skins where it's like, yeah, the only way you could have gotten this is if you like played beta or season one or whatever. But it does kind of suck to be like, oh man, I, I missed whatever skin by like a couple months or like I didn't have money at the time to purchase skins and now I'll just never be able to get it. Like that feels kind of bad. Yeah. I think it, cool. as long as it's not like achievement based stuff, I'm okay with them kind of re-releasing it. If, it, if it's not like, hey, we're going to re-release um, like Victorious Jarvan. Like yeah, I, that's I think I sure. think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if um, they want to release like Battle Bunny Riven two or or whatever, I think that's okay. My opinion changed a lot. Um, I think I'm at the point where I'm okay with them releasing whatever the fuck they want. Uh, just because I don't think my value of a thing is based on anyone else's anymore. Um, I do like the idea of having unique things, but I also don't think it like actually takes up that much value in my life. Um. I also would like to have some old skins. Like I still, my favorite skin in the game that I that I don't have is either Rusty Blitzcrank or Black Alistar. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I love the basic skins. I love the skins that are just so fucking like boring that no one else uses them, even if like uh, they're unique. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I love using just all the shitty recolors. Uh, I do think Nick that you have the best way of doing it. Uh, first of all, if they did release them, I think they should do it probably as like uh, super heavy IP or blue essence like Emporium things. Like you re-release championship riven or black alistar or rusty blitzcrank or whatever for like 500,000 essence or whatever in the emporium i think that would be a good way of doing it um as just like a money sink like an ip sink not an actual money sink um or when the character gets a visual update this is what i i wish they would do um you they remake the skin and re-release it but also update the original skin so let's just use alistar for example they do a visual update on alistar um they redo all the skins and stuff and there's black Alistar, which is just uh, the shitty recolor. It's just the shitty recolor again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that, that one isn't unlocked for anyone else. It's only people who originally have it. But then they also release like 
new Black Alistar or whatever, and it's like, instead of just being a shitty recolor, it's this skin that's going to be in the store again, her Black Alistar, but it's like Alistar in like fucking like black armor or something, you know what I mean? Like reinventing the skin idea, um, but also still allowing those who originally had it to like have something. I think that'd be like the best way of doing something like that. Like, yeah, so I just. Think they- I think they've done it for um, like the Christmas Cassidy skin was yeah. one was a seasonal one, and I think for the for the people who had it, um, I had a friend who was very upset that they brought it back, um, but they gave the people who had it originally like a uh, like a unique border. Yeah, they've and been doing that, that as well, really which cool. has been really really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's like there's so many fun things they could do with these like old skins and then give more value to like people who used to have them, but yeah. also still allowing like new people to have them as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or even like, yeah, they re-released Black Alistar, um, but so it's in the store, but if you have it, you get like a special recall or like whatever, like something like that still differentiates you. Yeah. Or, like, maybe, like you have a crown on your head or some shit, you know what I mean? Just like anything is like, you can still have the skin to be in the game and you still have like the feeling that you were the original. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just think that there's so much value in just like letting people have stuff they want. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. cool. If you want to let us know uh, what your thoughts are on re-releasing legacy skins in league, you can hit us up on our Twitter at leakcast. send us an email, mail at leakcastpodcast.com or come into our discord and post in our roundtable section. All right, Colton, do you want to um, read the large stat email? Sure. Let's do it. I think your delivery is better than mine. Evening, gents. After listening to last week's podcast, you guys made me realize some things. Despite my recent hiatus to build back up my joke catalog, the quality of my jokes has been far lower than the standards I've set, and my fans have been understandably disappointed in my recent performance. I will not let my fans down, however. From here on out, I will work harder on this weekly installment of jokes that are so funny and so dad-like that you'll give me my own segment of the show. That's very mm-hmm. unlikely. This is no, officially, happening. officially week two of asking the hosts to make my jokes into a weekly segment until they do it, and to make up for last week's abysmal performance and frankly sad excuse of a joke. I have two jokes prepared for you all today. One of which is my own creation, as per Nick's suggestion. Without further ado, all right, joke number one, guys. Most people don't know that back in 1912, Hellman's mayonnaise was manufactured in England. In fact, the Titanic was actually carrying 12,000 jars of the condiment scheduled for delivery in Veracruz, Mexico, which was the next stop on call for the ship after its stop in New York. This would have been the single largest shipment of mayonnaise ever to be delivered to Mexico. But as we all know, the Titanic did not make it to Mexico. It hit an iceberg and sank, and the cargo was forever lost. The people of Mexico, who had a love for mayonnaise and were eagerly awaiting the shipment's arrival, were disconsolate at the loss. Their anguish was so great that they declared a national day of mourning and that they still observe to this day. So stupid. The national holiday of mourning takes place every year on May 5th and is, of course, known as Cinco de Mayo. Because the mayonnaise say right, I mean, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. <laughs> it's very good that you read it that way, by the way. <laughs> uh, second joke of his own creation it's kind of darker, so feel free to not read it if you don't feel mm. it's appropriate. Well, we'll find out. Uh, as we <laughs> all know, the renowned basketball legend Kobe Bryant died in a tragic accident oh, in January of 2020. What you may not have known is that Kobe Bryant was also a notorious ball hog. So I guess you could say he finally took his teammates' advice and passed. 
That's tasteless. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of that joke, but I'm, I'm okay with the fact that you tried to go there. Mm-hmm. Too soon. Uh, too, <laughs> uh, so thanks for the emails. Uh, it was, I'm it just, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I'm starting I'm my new just, segment next week, by the way. I'm What's your gonna, new segment? Uh, I delete the email from our inbox <laughs> if he talks about needing it to be an official segment. Ooh, you yeah, guys don't know it exists. Oh, okay. yeah. True. That's a good segment, Aiden. We should add that. Uh, thanks for the week. email, Large Dad. Next one from Chunky Monkey. Next one from Chunky Monkey. Um, sorry. Hey, boys. Another email from me. I recall a couple episodes ago, you guys are maybe just Colton. We're questioning why Nyla was so unpopular despite a strong kit, high win rate, etc. I figured I could add my perspective. I am a huge Samira fan, one of my favorite champions in the game. Love her design, play style, everything. When Nyla's kit was announced, everyone was calling her Samira 2.0, and I was so excited to try her out. But after trying her out for some games, I soon realized that they were not so similar, and I became off-put by her weaknesses. I wonder if others felt the same. Both Samira and Nyla are short range 80 carries, but Samira at least has some range, plus her Q allows her to farm from afar. This means that Samira can farm more safely and trade back easier. Nyla can't. Samira also has strong burst during her all-ins. Even though both champs can get poked, I know that when I go into Samira, I will out-damage the opponent, even pre-6. Nyla, on the other hand, feels like I'm hitting my foe with a wet noodle. I've had the late-game fantasy of Nyla plus Enchanter, uh, full-on stat checking top meta bruisers like Jax, but the problem is that the fantasy often comes when our base is already two and hips down in shambles. I think the reason Nyla doesn't feel satisfying is because she has all of the weaknesses of a melee and bot lane, but doesn't have uh, even half the all-in strength of a typical bruiser or diver when she closes the gap. She does have ma- many strengths like crazy tower destruction safety with dashes, initiation with R, powerful scaling, and obviously she's good considering her 52% plus win rate, uh, but just because she's good doesn't mean she feels good to play. Thoughts? Chunky Monkey. I mean, um, I can I can tell you the reason why she's not played. Why? She's not a typical AD carry, and AD carries are the most stubborn players in the world for changing what's played in the role. <laughs> no, that's, that's the that reality. Be the case. I mean, so yeah, the, that, that's the reality, and like, she's difficult. Like, yeah, she has that, She's lot. also difficult, right? She's yeah. got a lot of really, really bad matchups, uh, as well as the fact that she's so much more committal than most of the carries where you do actually have pretty good damage early. The difference is that you have to just EQ onto them and fully commit to the fight and you're in there. And if you don't kill them, they walk out of your range and they auto you three more time and you're fucked. Like, like just, that's the issue. I mean, I, I really do just think it fully boils down to, like, she's just not a standard AD carry, so AD carries won't mm. touch her. Like, so there's U.GG lists there being 27 bottom laners in the game, right? 20 of which are actual AD carries. Like, actual, like, uh, sorry, 21 of them are actual AD carries. Um, and there the is, other uh, six are all above 53% win rate. That is also true. But no, uh, <laughs> so, like, the base thing is, like, so the, there's only two actual like just standard AD carries that are below Nyla in pick rate and that's Kogma and Callista which are both kind of weird AD carries every single other AD carry the other 20 are all above her in pick rate and then the only characters that are below below uh, Nyla, Kogma, and Callista in pick rate for bottom laner are all mages it's Karthus, Seraphine, Ziggs, Yasuo so I guess Yasuo's not a mage Swain, Vygar AD carries just don't change what they play. They only play ranged attack damage carries. Uh, they will never play mages. They will never play tanks. They will never play enchanters. They will never play bruisers. They will never play melee AD carries. They will only play ranged attack damage carries and 
she's not a ranged attack damage carry. She's like a melee AD carry, so people won't play her. Like that's that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. They're just they're it, just actually the most stubborn like players in the game. Yeah, and I, I find it hilarious because and we've seen this in the Discord, like AD carries complaining about like X whatever is not playable. And it's like you you also just refuse to play stuff that's good. Right? Because mm-hmm. like when you look at like the bottom five lowest pick rate in bot lane, that also coincides with like the top five win rate. It's also, like, just, just to be clear, it's also fine to not want to play anything other than ranged shitty carries. I yeah. just think that you you give up the ability to complain, right? It's the same thing as, like, a tank-only player being like, man, fucking tanks, man. Fucking tanks are unplayable. When they have bruisers, mages, ranged characters, whatever to play top lane. Or a mid laner. Fucking mid laners who only play assassins going, man, assassins fucking suck. I can't play mid. It's like, no, you can play mages, you can play AD carries, you can play bruisers, you can play tanks. Uh, the difference is that those roles do have, play, like, most players do kind of play other stuff <laughs> you know what i mean 80 carries are definitely the most if you play ranged attack damage carry you only play ranged attack damage carries right yeah because why else would you like you just, you'd assume that, that that's all you pick other thing is probably enchanter players there's enchanter players playing other stuff is probably like pretty stagnant on playing only enchanters that being said i still think there's probably more likelihood that enchanters at least play like maybe mage supports or um maybe some disengage supports um, maybe some like uh, of the weird like warden type characters like Rakan mm-hmm. and Tarek, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Brom. But I really do think like AD carries only play ranged attack damage carries, and that's all they do. And Nyla's not that, so <laughs> like, dude, if they made Nyla a ranged character tomorrow, like obviously nerfed her a little bit to make her like balanced, her winner her play rate would go up, right? Like even her win rate stayed the same, her play rate would just go up. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's gotta it's gotta. Oh, it's just it's stubbornness, which is fine. But I, I just think people complain a lot for having so many options. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, thank you for the email, Chunky Monkey. Next one yeah. from Teo. Tayo. Uh, what's up, guys? It's Teo. Hope you guys are doing well. This is my second email, but I've been listening to the podcast for about two years or so. Wanted to kind of brag about my improvement in league with this email. I've been playing since beta, but I only peaked like Silver 1 or Silver 2 way back in Season 3. Uh, I've taken several long breaks from the game due to frustration or life getting in the way. Uh, I'm a top lane main and support secondary. Recently, I've been playing a little bit more and approaching how I play differently, and I've noticed an improvement in my gameplay for top lane. In the past, if I was losing lane, I would continue to try and take fights, which would ultimately lead to my downfall, which in turn would just tilt me. Now I realize if, uh, if I realize I can't take fights, I just farm in a turret as best I can, and if the wave is pushed out, I'll just roam mid or bot and help those lanes instead. I'm also a lot more deliberate about which fights I take and approach them with more thought. I still need to work on my mechanics and micro gameplay, like hitting CS properly, as well as just general champion mechanics. Uh, if I don't play Urgot, I play Shen or Riven and recently started playing Aatrox. Uh, I play Urgot better, recently have, have been playing also Shen. XP2 is my inspiration for Shen. <laughs> And I wish I had all of his skill and game knowledge on that champion. Uh, I still don't play a lot since I've mainly played Valorant. Anyway, sorry about the length of the email. Hope your games are fun and win rates stay high. I mean, hey, congrats on your success. Keep it up. I think I think champion mastery is really underrated by a lot of people. And just knowing a character and when they're strong and who they're good against and how to play those things like matter a whole lot. And a lot of people undervalue that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, it's uh, it's like there's a reason that people try to get everyone to one trick. If you like coach, 
or get coach or, or anything like that. Um, being familiar with your character and, and their matchups is just such a, uh, a benefit that a lot of people don't uh, acknowledge. <laughs> There's just a bandwidth that people have, right? Like in a perfect world, you can play every single top laner in this case to perfect level knowing all their matchups that's just not realistic right so Mm -hmm. the realistic Mm -hmm. part is you can play one character and know every single matchup and how you're supposed to play every single lane right and that's just probably more valuable in like the short term at least than uh, it's it's yeah it's it's more valuable in the short term and generally it's better for solo queue because you don't have to worry about like but for example like tom kench being banned every game or like your counter pick getting through because you can just ban your counter pick and like you're probably not going to get banned most games and you know it's it is a i think severe hindrance to your ability to climb big picture or i get like in in like i don't know how to say this but like it's really more just short term where it's like if i played nothing but one character let's say for the mid challenge if instead of 100 200 games on like 20 characters if it was 200 games of aurelian soul i can guarantee you i'd be a much higher rank but that's also very like i also would not be anywhere near as good as i am on vlad right now you're also yeah like up to the the wills and uh of of balance right like if if you play 200 games of aurelian soul and that's the only character you know and they nerf him your winner your win rate rank probably will be tied a Mm -hmm. little bit to it um obviously not like 100 percent, but that's like obviously the downside of like one tricking and yeah that's just that's just not the kind of player i am and i don't enjoy that nearly as much which is why i like bounce around between all of the roles and fucking 30 characters between each role um and again you know that just means on average i'm gonna be worse at my character than other players at my level and the advantage i have is that you know while I might not be as good as like the average, let's say D4 player at Aurelian soul or Talia or Kiana or like whoever it is, I I can always comfortably pick a decent matchup or like I can always pick something that's good for my team comp um, without having to be like shoehorned in. Or I'm also not nearly as susceptible to meta shifts where it's like, Oh, I'm a talent main and all the lethality items just got nerfed. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very, very, you know, different things. And not to say that one's always better than the other, but it just, it varies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, uh, Teo, Tayo. Um, our next email is from Poseidon. This week, playing normals with a friend, I found out that you can block Hecarim ult with uh, Windwall. Uh, and then posted the clip of this happening in Discord. For context, I'm nearly 500,000 mastery on Yasuo, and my friend also used to main him. Are there any similar, similarly niche interactions you found after maining your champs? Uh, I look forward to the show every week. Keep up the great work, Poseidon. Just to, just to explain the clip for our audience, because it's really interesting. So, like, Hecarim is, like, on the on one side of him, and yeah, uh, uh, Yasuo's on the other side, right? Yasuo throws his windmall, so yeah, the windmall is now between Hecarim and Yasuo. Uh, Hecarim then alts over the wind wall, right? On the mm-hmm. Yasuo. What happens, Nick? It if you blocks the, the um it blocks the, the the other like the horses that go with him, the riders, right? Wait, like what happens to Yasuo though? Um I assume he doesn't get feared? He gets feared, but he doesn't take damage. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because okay. the, the damage comes from the starting location with the horses, but the fear comes from ca- from Hecarim landing. 
in like okay. the AOE round. So it's just it's just early intro. It is pretty mm-hmm. like niche. Like it's cool. Yeah. Um, it's a little bit cool, but it's also a little bit one of those situations where it's like, man, I wish this game had any fucking consistency or made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one would like that. I bet you if you asked a bunch of people, they wouldn't know how that works. Like what happens there, but it makes sense, I guess. Like the horses are the damage part of it and they do come from the starting location and the fear comes from the ending location it's just mm-hmm. very confusing to think about no one's thinking about that as it happens <laughs> it also doesn't seem like the horses should be a projectile maybe is, yeah uh, is the point you know yeah it's uh it, it's interesting um i don't have very many uh just because i feel like i don't play a character enough for that to happen um but the one that i can always like rely on is uh that i always felt like leona into sivir was a good matchup because sivir can block um you'd think it'd be good because she can block one of leona's crowd controls Mm -hmm. um but typically that crowd control is the root the 0.25 second root attached to um attached to leona's e but she doesn't block leona from like traveling into melee range to to then subsequently stun to her get the Q. Q. Yeah. yeah. So the Q like if you if you play uh like Sivir into Leona, Leona, you actually have to hold your spell shield for after the root from her E and wait for the 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 stun from Leona Q. Yeah. Yeah. And to me the funny thing is like that interaction goes one level deeper if it's a like good Leona who then knows and then just like E's and then holds the Q. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and it's like especially if you're going uh, glacial, the E will proc it, and they're slowed, and so it's like if they don't spell shield right away, you Q stun them. If they do, you just wait it out, walk next to them, and still get the Q stun. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's a super fun like skill based matchup that um, I really enjoy playing when I played a lot of Leona. What about you, Colton? Um, I feel like you could mention the the Zillion tech, not to not to take your your point but can't you can't you double q qqw yeah yeah qqw buffers mm-hmm. yeah i mean you can qqw buffer you can you know the, the the biggest ones that i always preach for is um if somebody's like in a stasis or a revive and you double bomb like right their model while it's in that stasis when they pop out even if they like use a displacement ability your your bombs will still attach to them and go off so like they can flash but the double bomb is still going to hit them and stun them like Mm -hmm. where they flashed but so many people will like walk on top of them melee and then grab the bombs themselves and it won't get the damage then which really really sucks um because like it's it's just free right like Mm -hmm. it's only going to be like a one and a half second stun but like that's enough if they're coming out of ga or if they're coming out of zonia's most Mm -hmm. of the time um and it's like you you can take the gamble of are you going to perfectly down to like 0.01 seconds time when that Zonia's is coming out where you being in melee matters or would you rather just get the guaranteed stun and then kill them and people just don't mm-hmm. know yeah hh i have Dude, it's making me want to play fucking zillion mid challenge <laughs> i have let, the most let me specific Adam, give me give me 10 games of zillion let me let me do it <laughs> Uh, so I have the most specific one. Uh, so as a one trick, uh, wait, can I, can I, can I guess what it is right now? You already, I told you it though. You're going to guess. Yeah. Uh, No. Yeah. Okay. It's it's the one I'm thinking. Yeah. So if you're playing Tom Kench, 
versus Mordekaiser in top lane, <laughs> and you're on red side as Tom Kench. Uh, what you're supposed to do, ever, this is the this is easiest tech, it works every single fucking game. Uh, as you hit six, because Tom Kench like, loses to Mordekaiser at six here, uh, Mordekaiser is also like a two and a half minute cooldown. So what you do is you put yourself in like, you know where like river starts to go down, you have the big thick wall on your side as the red side. Um, mm-hmm. You position yourself near that wall as Mordekaiser hits six because he'll insta-ult you. And as soon as he ults you, you jump over the wall with W. Uh, and then he has to walk all the way around. He can't get around in time. And you burn <laughs> a two and a half minute cooldown. It works every single time. It's, it's dude, it huh. fucking wins me lane. Because like you just burn this fucking character's huge cooldown immediately as soon as he hits six. Um, it's fucking crazy. That's uh, awesome. sim- in a similar way. Um, if you're laning versus sets uh this works on either one usually under tower uh and you want to eat set and bring him under tower but the issue is uh he has alt right so he can like throw you out of tower like that you threw them under um so <laughs> if if you don't need to kill him right like you don't need the tower damage you throw him away from your tower as you eat him under tower. Oh, and then he ults. Because he he'll, he'll spam ult. Because, right, he's, yeah, he's yeah, expecting yeah. you to throw him, like, towards your tower. So then he ults you out. But you throw him towards, uh, away from your tower. He ults himself further into the tower. It works, like, 50% That's of sick. the time in fucking Diamond 1 Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. It only works the first time because they're never going to do it again. But, like, dude, they're so mad. They're so fucking angry every single time you do it. <laughs> yeah, and I, w- I would think funny. you almost, like, want to throw them, like, perpendicular to the tower. That's what I usually do. I usually throw yeah. it that way because it's safer either way. It, like, gives me more options. Mm-hmm. But, like... There's times where you know that you have to throw them this way because you're gonna you need the damage from tower, or if you throw them this way, you don't need the damage from tower. It's it's so interesting. That's awesome. The, the values of of one trick champion. Mastery. Yeah, we we're just talking about. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, knowing, knowing like specific the... things like that is crazy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thanks, Poseidon. Next email from Drew. Howdy. First off, thanks uh, for making such an awesome community. I feel like every time I want to play, there's usually a group of people in the Discord playing games already, and everyone is super welcoming and is a blast to play with. My goal for many seasons has been to hit plat, and I finally did that yesterday. However, it kind of feels like I cheated and didn't really earn it with the new rank changes. What are y'all's thoughts about a bunch of people now getting their elo inflated? Dang, that was a long email. My bad, Drew. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't diminish your accomplishment. I think the distribution has certainly changed, and like your rank right now is a different frame of reference than it ever has been. Yeah. But but also like that distribution of players has been changing year over year for as long as the game has like had tiers, right? Because like plat in season one versus season two versus five versus eight versus now those are all very different things so now that they've added emerald and just shifted it up again it's just there's gonna be more context i would still be proud of your rank and i think you know hey if if you feel like you want to accomplish more you can aim for emerald that's fine but like you know it, it unless you really want to like do the math and be like okay what percentile am i and compare it now to what it was and i just don't think that that's like worth doing or or particularly healthy uh to to like try and validate yourself that way or yeah it sounds like you're excited to be excited disvalidate your accomplishment Mm -hmm. yeah i mean invalidate jesus you you shouldn't compare plat now to plat previously but it's like because they're they're different things but both are are impressive just in their own you know merit So, hey, congrats, man. Enjoy your new Chrome at the end of the year. Hell yeah, and keep pushing. Keep pushing. You can make it. 
Um, awesome. Our last email is from, oh, Sejuani Baby Daddy. Boys, it's me, Sejuani Baby Daddy, back at it again with the horrible ranked decision-making. Not sure why, but with the new split, I haven't found much enjoyment with League. The little enjoyment I have found is pretty good. I've started on a mission to see how far I can go, uh, get up the ranked ladder by queuing mid-top and playing either GP or Jace based on matchup, or Quirky if neither are available or I need a, a AP. Honestly, it's not too bad so far. 2-1 and one on Jace and 1-1 one and one on Gangplank. I ended Plat 4 last season and started Plat 4 this split since Emerald was added. Kind of interested to see how it goes. Uh, LCS spoilers ahead. Also very dope that Ignar and Contracts were able to win LCS. I know it's your org, but I think it's cool. They kept most of the players. Uh, good week. Well played. Sejuani Baby Daddy. Um, I mean, yeah, that's super exciting. I think it's, um, it's very impressive that they were able to, you know, rebound from... I would say some uh some some rocky moments in their careers at times. But um yeah, I mean, good, good for them. Very exciting to see um new players uh new players win. Oh yeah. That's cool. Um awesome. I think that's it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you would like to send us an email, it's mentallycastpodcast.com. You can watch us on Twitch at King Lardo Blue Basket and Lee Cast Frost uh at uh, on Twitter, we're LeeCast. <laughs> Sorry. I do this every week, huh? On Facebook, we're LeeCast. Visit our website, LeeCastPodcast.com. Join our Discord server, discord.gg forward slash LeeCast. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash LeeCast. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.